0: This is Tech Talk for Accountant Show, where we discuss the hottest topics, tools, apps, and trends in the accounting industry. This show is sponsored by Rush Tech Support, who is offering all listeners of the show a free IT audit so you can know whether or not your business is at risk of being hacked, having a data breach, or getting fined hundreds of thousands of dollars for non-compliance. You can schedule a free check at RushTech.online podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Tech Talk for Accountants show. I'm your host, Andrew LaCise, with Rush Tech Support, specializing in IT for accountants, CPAs, enrolled agents, bookkeepers, and all things accounting. Uh, Today with us, we have Andrew Hunziker of Dope CFO, and his specialty is helping accountants, bookkeepers, enrolled agents, CPAs, who are dealing with the gold rush of of this generation in the cannabis industry and how to navigate the complicated uh, nuances of that industry and that world and uh, andrew how are you doing
1: great great to be here and it's um Interesting. On the, I know you're on the tech side too. Um, software is just a huge issue in this industry as well. So we'll hopefully hit on a couple of those points as well. Absolutely. So how about giving everybody a little
0: background on your experience and what kind of led you to this point and Dope CFO and what all that is about?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like, I think a lot of us, we accidentally end up where we <laughs> we are. And and over, I've been a CPA and CFO for almost 30 years. I was in big four in the nineties. And then I was like many people, I landed a CFO job at, a, at one of our audit clients and was there for 10 years, the first part of the century till 2010. And um, a company my my boss and i co-founded we did an exit chesapeake energy in 2010 and i i at that point i moved i was like oh okay i've got a little money and moved to basically where we vacation, which is Bend, oregon and that's where i live now and um, we so we used to vac. we kind of kid that we we now live where we used to vacation so <laughs> that was that was handy when covet hit but um and so i've been here ever since while on my own Oregon was one of the early states for cannabis. And so it it popped up here everywhere. And I just accidentally ran into a client and that led to another one. And then real quickly, I started figuring out there, most industries for accounting and niches, like I was in oil and gas before, there's software, there's tools, there's big four guidance, there's industry guides, there's CPE, there's there's just all this knowledge. None of that is was here in cannabis. And so starting with chart of accounts and working my way forward, every tool and work paper I needed, engagement letter, PBC list um cost accounting templates on and on and on i just started having to build them for myself because they didn't exist anywhere Um, and about 2017 people started finding me they would i get a call from sally in ohio saying andrew i heard you had a, a chart of account for a dispensary can you give it to me or can you sell it to me and so i started selling just individual work papers and that evolved into a full-fledged over the last five years program where it's kind of work papers and tools, but also education, um, a VIP community, a whole bunch of stuff. And we've evolved to at this point, but it it was all kind of accidental. I never set out to teach people or or even get into this industry, but it's, um, and since that time, it's, it went from being uh, nowhere in the U S to it's everywhere. And, and in the midst of all that CBD hemp went fully legal from illegal. And so I think we all know CBD is on every street corner.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. The 15 years ago when I was in college, I recall one of my professors had made a great point for the legalization of it. And this would just be side point, but she was like, you know, who's making all the policies. Oh, the people that were around in Woodstock, you think <laughs> that you think yeah. that they are going to miss out on this opportunity and say, like, this is illegal, it needs to stay illegal? Or will they say, is it really that bad? We could make a lot of money here. And yeah. so while it doesn't have the federal nod yet, there's still so many states that are adopting it and it's become the like your words, I stole in the beginning, but the gold rush of this generation where everybody's getting in and there's so much money to be made. However, because it's a, is this correct? It's a, since it's a controlled substance, there's there's a lot of regulations and rules that come yeah. along with it. So it's not just, well, I'm selling widget A versus widget B and we've got a couple different pieces of plastic involved. I mean, we're talking, very 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 strict compliance item yeah so
1: there's and so even even though from a tax perspective cbd and cannabis are now different and hemp and because cbd is now pulled off schedule one the compliance stays there. So there's still every single state has CBD and hemp rules. They have cannabis rules. Then we've got FDA and USDA that are monitoring CBD. And our clients generally don't wanna deal with accounting, tax, HR, compliance, all that stuff that's just a big fat headache to them they want our help and so we have we have some people accountants making more on the compliance side than accounting with their clients because they will they will pay good fees for this you know the average mom and pop in the cannabis space is you know 5 to 10 million dollar company you know that could be one dispensary or one farm and so they've got money and capital. They just don't want to deal with the headaches. They want to build their brand. They're they're excited. They're they're growing rapidly. Um, so it's a great niche for us to look at right now. Um, it's still massively underserved by by qualified people, and I think we'll be there for quite some time because it's growing so rapidly.
0: And I like how you had mentioned how you just kind of fell into this. And ironically, that's how this podcast and ours. Um, It's niching into the accounting industry. It happened with a couple years ago, a client had a specific request on a new publication. It was like, you know, this is really, really complicated stuff. Like, I don't think most IT companies are aware of these things. And then just learning how to better serve the clientele and similar to your experience, we've had other it companies reach out to us where I'm dealing with this firm. And I don't know exactly how to navigate this and that. So it's, it's interesting how there's so many parallels, even though it's a different industry, but the story behind how you got there. So the mom and pops are making a ton of money. I'd assume the big guys are making even more. So how do you, how does one, Navigate this other than obviously signing up with you. But what are some of the some of the common mistakes that you see accountants making in this industry that they're probably just not aware of, just from right. how things are different industry to industry.
1: First and foremost, the, before you even get the client, people are way underpricing these clients. So say like my home state. I live in Oregon now. My home state was Oklahoma when it went legal there very very quickly overnight there was eleven thousand companies there and so i'd get a call from a cpa or whatever it's like i got three dispensaries and a farm client i need help (laughs) and so they were just getting people instantly but they were since these companies are more complex than than people oh it's just like any other niche they were maybe they were pricing and we have actually a price quoting tool in our program and so where say, uh, uh just this could be a mom and pop and I actually use an example in my hometown of Bend, Oregon, that's only 80,000 people. Someone like um Jer, that's got two dispensaries, opening a third one over a couple of years. He's now bought into half a farm. He's got eight legal entities. He's got two consolidations. He's got 60 employees and he's doing 8 million in sales. Well, he he can and should and will be paying, you know, two, three hundred grand a year in accounting and tax. I might find someone bidding that kind of client at, at three grand a month. And it's like, whoa, you should they should be paying two, three hundred grand a year and all in accounting and tax. We're doing cost accounting. We, we have lots of work to do to do it right. And these are these mom and pops are, are very nice six figure clients almost right off the bat. And so that's the first mistake. Make sure you're pricing these people right. You've got to, um, you're going to be spending some time and effort. Um, because of the software issues, the software is, is, is clunky the, um, so in the normal world, you might have a QuickBooks and QuickBooks POS for a a retail client in our world. First off, we have state mandated seed to sale software that every, every, um, Cannabis companies forced to use. We don't get to pick that. So it's either going to be Metric or MJ Freeway or BioTrack. They're all really poor software, they're buggy. Then we've got the accounting system, which might be QuickBooks or, or Zero or accounting suite or whatever, then we've got a POS system and there's hundreds of POS systems. Again, they're all relatively new, they're filled with bugs. And so what we're doing with our tools, we're having to reconcile these different systems together because we're not relying on any of them. So I'd say we do lots of it. So for example, we go to do inventory counts at the dispensary and we count eight boxes of gummy bears on the shelf then we go to the seed to sale system and find that it says seven. Then we go to the POS system and it says we got 12. And then we go to the accounting system. We got another number. And it's all of a sudden you're like, what the heck, all these different numbers, they don't reconcile with each other. And so, um, we're doing, doing lots and lots of inventory counts, um, at the farm and dispensary. And that's another mistake. I see people missing right off the bat. You have to be counting this stuff daily to make sure the software is accurate. And so you got to be super careful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny, we've become so reliant on computers and just assuming the numbers are correct. And that was something that we had run into and learned. It was an unfortunate thing where, you know, we are so deep into it that putting the checks and balances in place, I mean, now big picture, you know, year one or two out of seven, it's, you know, negligible at this point, but... not having a way to check whether or not your numbers are actually accurate when it comes to inventory, when it comes to, and I mean, you know, ours isn't exactly apples to apples, but that reliance on software, most people will blindly accept it. And, you know, we had a accountant that wasn't really doing great uh, work and unbeknownst to us. But, you know, when, when your balance sheet doesn't balance, it's a, it's a huge red flag that, something is going wrong I mean we didn't know it at the time but that was you know my yeah. my future accountant current one he pointed out balance sheet needs to balance this is a red flag and um, but with when you're just going straight off software dependency you don't know and so how you do how do you navigate this where the physical count is obviously what is there versus what's in all the different systems how do you go about that
1: so we have to track. And so in cannabis, a further complication is li- is banking difficulties and cash. So in a typical dispensary, you might have three hundred thousand of cash in, in different tills and safes around the floor. And so and you've got lots of small inventory. So we're doing daily. Cash is counted and reconciled to sales and the POS system daily. On the inventory side, we're doing cycle counts daily. And over time, the more cycle counts you do, things start to slowly smooth out. So so if we count eight gummy bears on the shelf, we're going to the POS system and making sure the quantity's right, the description's right, the the unit cost is right, and the extended cost is right. Then a seed to sale system, we're going back. And and so if there are differences, we have to fix them. And we always reconcile to the counts. That's the counts are the truth. That's the accurate number. And then once a month, we we will journal entry any variances into the accounting system system but at first you may have bigger variances but like you said we'd find clients like oh no we use metric and it it reconciles it actually connects to GreenBits the pos and it's like well great maybe both of them are wrong now and they print out those pretty reports and they look good but until you say let's just go count something let's just pick that item and let's go tie it out and um, so we do lots of reconciliations and tie outs and that's how you find and fix these errors. And then over time, the variances start to go down because you're doing this so regularly. Um, but yeah, buyer beware if you're just relying on your, on your software and input. And yet another issue, you've got non-accountants inputting some of this stuff into the POS system. They're, they're getting the pot from the farm and then they're inputting it into the POS system. Um, and so you, you'll have lots of, of data input errors as well. And it's one of those things. Again, if
0: there isn't a checks and balances system in place, you're just kind of going blindly and assuming, well, it it's not giving me any errors. So yeah. I guess it's good. And we see that on, on our side so frequently. Actually, just last week, I was at a new client that we're onboarding. And like you're saying, that fluctuation from the beginning and the more often and frequent you reconcile and get everything to fit into this nice box, the smoother it is in the future. But he had told me, we're getting all of our servers backed up overnight to this NAS. Here it is, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I go there and I look at him I'm like, no, you're not. He's like, well, that's yeah. what the guy said. I was like, I, I'm telling you as, as a professional that does this yeah. for a living, like, no, it's not. If, it's if it not. got wiped out the the yeah. function of this to, to get everything back that's not happening. Like I can, I'm showing you, this is what's supposed to be there and it is empty. Like, yes, you physically purchased this thing, but no, it was not set up correctly. (laughs) And how would you know, you know, you're at the mercy of the software or the professional that's telling you these things. So is, is this something that is widely known that these things don't reconcile well, or is it something that you just
1: find out and then it blows up in your face? It's it's getting more and more widely known. The IRS is auditing a lot of these companies. That will continue, so it plays into our hand because it's a great pitch to the client. Hey, look, the IRS is coming. They're winning multi-million-dollar penalties and interest on typical um, audits. You don't want to be on the bad end of this. So, and and not to mention on the state level, the seed-to-sale system. It's in almost all states it's a requirement if your numbers so they're tracking these farms etc daily so if if farm a says i've got 800 plants in the field and they put that in the state seed to sale system and the state just drops by which they can do at any time for an inspection and they find 1200 plants you're going to be in trouble because the reason the state the state's less concerned about the dollars, which accountants are concerned about, they're concerned, okay, say you tell me you've got 800 plants and you've really got 1200 plants, that's telling the state you're gonna sell 400 of those plants into the illegal markets. And so that's what they're trying to prevent is diversion of product back into those illegal markets. And so um, so we're actually helping them keep, they could go out of business by having their, their numbers be wrong or be have other fines from the state. And so they're starting to get it um, as these audits happen and whatnot, um, they're starting to see it, it's becoming more visible. When the, the first years with Colorado and Oregon and Washington, it was really messy, um, but people are starting to get it that this is super important. Um, even what the Biden administration is, even outside of cannabis, they're ramping up the IRS, they're ramping up audits, and they're putting way more increased budgets to the IRS and the the um, cannabis cbd industry has a huge target on their back so so if you are a cannabis yeah owner you you should don't don't slack on accounting and tax that's very very important
0: and that's always great news for the professionals in the field because you can provide that value provide the compliance provide a lot of information that the owner probably doesn't know i mean nobody goes into the cannabis industry thinking I'm really concerned, you know, it's not so much about the money that I'm making, but more so on the the accounting and the inventory and making sure that the POS reconciles. That's really where my focus is going to be <laughs> starting this company. Nobody's actually doing that. But the the benefit, though, as you've pointed out, is there is money to be made. And on the flip side, nobody is going into accounting to not make money. And what you had mentioned of underpricing, undervaluing your services, that's something that is talked about pretty frequently on the show and a lot of accountants, maybe there's the the imposter syndrome, if they're relatively yeah. new, so many of these things where it's like, uh, who am I to be charging top dollar? And it's like, well, you could also try it out, let the market decide whether or not you can or can't. And so you help people Navigate if you're talking charging 10x, yeah, provide that value, show the value to the client, and make it not just okay, you could hire a bookkeeper for X dollars, but they're not going to handle XYZ if the IRS comes knocking, which they will. Are you going to be happy that you saved that money and had it done wrong and then have to pay top dollar to get it yeah. corrected? Because nobody's, well, not nobody, but that ounce of prevention worth a pound of cure, it's true at the bottom line and just not dealing with the headaches.
1: Yeah, we let them know from, so everyone, all the business owners going into cannabis, they're thinking about their exit. It's kind of like the the high tech industry. They're thinking about exit on day one. There's lots of investor money coming in. And so we're like, look, your your accounting needs to be, we call it a permanent audit trail we build. It needs to be audit ready from day one to exit. You could be doing M&A. The IRS could show up. The state could show up. You could be doing your exit. Um, Not to mention just running the company. You're going to have better numbers to manage. Your investors are going to be happy seeing better reports. Um, And it's not, so I've never personally seen ever in five years a client actually doing cost accounting so cost accounting is a requirement in this industry so how how the heck much does it cost to grow a plant what's what's it cost to grow a pound of weed i've had a farmer tell me well nothing it's free i just clipped this i clipped a leaf off this plant i found a tiny plastic cup i put a little dirt from my farm and i shoved that leaf in there it's free But the cost accounting over that 180 day growth cycle um, is adding in labor and electricity and rent and all these other costs under that plant. So we can actually know what the heck it cost us to grow a a plant out on our farm. And and then we need that to do our tax right as well um, under 471. As, and so we, we show them like this, this not only helps you run your business better, it's going to correctly minimize your taxes, um, year in and year out and you'll be exit ready all the time. So at the end of the day,
0: having an accountant that's doing this properly, it's not just a cost to the business and a cost of doing business, but yeah. this is an investment in the future. And if your books are audit proof, and somebody comes up to you and requests them, if you're looking for an exit, having immaculate books is a great sign to a seller that, or sorry, to a buyer, that this is a company that has been run well to the T. Everything that I need to make an informed decision is already there in front of me. I don't have any questions. And it's, you know, the shakier it is, the harder it is to get to the finish line because you know, yeah. and that's, that's like the benefit of the stock market, right? It's just, there's so much compliance behind it. It's like, okay, you know, just click a chart, click a button. And at this point, you know, anybody can do it, you get an app on your phone and yeah. you can pull all this stuff out that used to be privileged information. So on the exit side, having all those things ready as a private company is so, so, so important. And I think it's a great place to to tail off. Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show. I want to be conscious of your time. Um, Where can people learn more about you and your organization?
1: So we're dope CFO, dope CFO.com. You'll, you'll be able to find me easily Instagram. I'm on daily sharing content um, at dope CFO one. You can follow me and I've got, um, just daily putting stuff out um, on on there as well fantastic and as
0: always everyone if you are curious about the cybersecurity on your system, making sure that your clients' data and information is protected. As always, we're offering free compliance IT audits to listeners of the show. Learn more at rushtech.online slash podcast to schedule a free IT audit. And Andrew, thank you so much for being on the Tech Talk right. for Accountants
1: show. Thank you, everybody. It was, it was really fun. Thank you for listening
0: to the Tech Talk for Accountant show. Be sure to subscribe if you like the show and remember if you would like a complimentary IT audit of your business go to rushtech.online/podcast to schedule a time with a certified technician who can look over your current IT systems and make recommendations on how to make sure you and your clients are safe.